Dente Rigmortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the Stands for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have, for Icker Fall, Rage Against the Dying of the Light. So, this story uh, is on the Icker Falls website under the submitted section. However, as is kind of the norm with those submitted uh, stories. The author is currently unknown. Um, we just get admin <laughs> who just posts them on the on the uh, on the site. So I wonder if that's by design, just because they want to. Maybe I don't know. Be like be immersive, an... being like this person didn't write this. This is just an account of what happened. Maybe. Um, I mean, the comments kind of like end up ruining that that kind of mystique as well. Then, if that's the if that's what they're going for, because <laughs> like. It's usually people's like, oh, this is like really interesting submissions of that. Um, or there's like, I think I was reading a blog entry on like like an updated entry on the uh, main web, the main site where Chris Drop is like, hey, um, submissions haven't been coming up as frequently, not because like it, I'm I'm really picky about like who's coming in or like or, like what's coming through and some of that, but mainly just because we haven't been getting a large uh, like submission uh, ratio of late, so. Um, regardless, this is unrelated. Regardless, yeah. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, yeah, uh, Rage Against the Dying of the Light uh, is the story that we're going to cover tonight. And I will jump into the, well, before I jump in, and before I jump into the rundown, let's do our, our recommendations for the story. Um, so I'm going to recommend this story. I'm going to partially recommend the story. I'm going to partially recommend this story. Okay. Now let's dive into the rundown and our actual thoughts and all that stuff and see why. So starting with the rundown, um, Nair is writing down the following events as he stares at the flickering light of a fire and dreading the shadows writhing beyond. Uh, This all started on the first week of his torturous occupation as a local American English teacher. On his off time, he's also a writer, but has been suffering from crippling writer's block. So he goes to the bar, like all good writers. Wow. (laughs) Um, It's a trope. (laughs) Um, After getting a drunk... After getting a drunk? (laughs) Wow. Sounds like someone else is already a drunk. Yeah. After getting drunk, he starts... Uh, or after getting drunk and deciding to leave, he starts for his car, but notices the shadows beneath his car are shimmering and moving towards him in a very creepy fashion. So he proceeds to hand his go, go back into the bar, hand his keys to the bartender, and walk home, um, chalking up the encounter to him being drunk. Uh, later, however, during the day, he goes for a walk deep in the forested park in town, only to discover a rotted-out hollow tree where the shadows are also writhing and creeping towards him. Um, Nair, while sober at this point, uh, realizes that it wasn't just a hallucination from from the night before, uh, freaks out and flees before it gets too dark. Um, 
these shadows then start kind of ruining his life as they try to drown him in their darkness before he manages to flick on the light while he's sleeping. And he even begins seeing them stalking him in his classroom while he's teaching, particularly between the pages of the book he's holding and reading from. Um, this all kind of culminates to him just staying at home, getting fired from work for his absences, and trying desperately to bathe himself in omnipresent light. Um, but there's always shadows on him. His solution eventually comes to this, where he makes a crescent bonfire in broad daylight out in his backyard and sits in the middle of the blaze. Finally surrounded entirely by light, he finishes this account while he and, and just sits there, waiting for the shadows as night approaches. Finn. I don't know if he waits. I think he dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, he waits and dies, <laughs> presumably, because he's a good okay, three seconds. Okay, this is this is part part. This this might be an actual thought, but I have a question for you guys. So the way it was described, he made a crescent bonfire. So he's like inside of a like a, a like a space that is not on fire in the middle of the bonfire, right? <laughs> yeah. Or okay, yeah. That's I that's what I was trying to figure like out. A you. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A crescent that's is the way a the fire's going, and he's <laughs> yeah. just standing in the middle, but he's also on fire because of that. Well, yeah, or he's just very like warm, <laughs> like or like basically like going to burst into flames at any moment. <laughs> okay, yeah, I yeah, guess this is I, kind of yeah. actual thoughtsy, but yeah, yeah, I assumed the end was he just walked into the fire and died. That, honestly, that's what I thought too. And then I was like, oh wait, he said a crescent-shaped bonfire, so he it was like a U-shaped bonfire that he walked into the space into the center of. Wow, like not being on fire but like he's he's encompassed by fire but like i assume like the the end goal here is to be be li- be one with the fire so that he is always light <laughs> yeah well we'll think of it as two fires side by side but connected in the middle so there's but still kissing. fire in the middle <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair uh i, I don't yeah, that, that's more anymore now <laughs> he might just I, be he just, might he, like he's reserved to be like my life is just standing in the middle between these two fires now. Well, until the li- t- until the fire burns out, and then he's dead. Y- yeah, the shadows. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, Anyways, we should continue. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was just a, a quick thing because, like, the end, and like you brought it up about like him just dying. So, um, we'll go more into that in our final, in, into our actual thoughts and such. Um, but most importantly, we go to everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions. At this point, um, so some people actually Mikey, enjoy stands... them. By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some people. Austin, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, getting on to Grammar Inquisition, Mikey. The E stands for evil. What do you got? I guess you didn't find any. <laughs> I, not, not I was going to say, are really, we changing like, the format here? <laughs> no, like legitimately, like I I read through the story. I was like, I mean, I'm sure there are that you guys will find, but like I I didn't really notice anything that was like glaring at me to fix so Fair enough. Well, i've got a couple here all right so they um, were growing creeping out from under the car toward moving sneaky slow trying to avoid street lamp light um so my issue with this was just toward if 
he put toward me mm, that okay. that would uh make it better so that make it sound like um they Music were going direction. creeping out from under the car toward me yeah moving sneakily slow so yeah okay fair enough and then the next one I have is um, I decided then and there that I had had too much to drink. Uh, so it's the had had. Um, so I rewrote the sentence. So I decided then and there that I had consumed too much. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that gets rid of the had had scenario. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but had had, as dumb as it is, is a Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo situation where it's technically grammatically correct. And it yeah. is how people say words. Although in writing, it does look kind of weird. So I'm with you. Yeah. Then I have a conjunction junction. All right. Uh, insert conjunction junction here. Boop. It flickers, starts licking and catching. So much time has passed. But I don't want to talk about the job. It was just work. Something to pay the bills while I tried to get my writing off the ground. But... That Friday, I sat at my desk at home and stared at that white screen, willing the words to appear. And nothing happened. Because that's what writers do, isn't it? Its guts had been eaten out by termites, and I bet it was hollow all the way up. And I saw the shadows again. But the sun's light kept them at bay. But what about when the sun goes down? It was well past midnight when they attacked. And all of a sudden, the darkness lifted. It wasn't until fourth period that I saw the shadows. It only got worse from there. It wasn't long after that they just let me go. It gave no quarter. But then. But there were always shadows, always there, always waiting for the lights to go out so they could come out. It went on like this until I realized the solution. It was the only way. But it wasn't just a pile, but a crescent shape, leaving an opening so I could walk straight into the flames. It's burning hot now. The daylight is fading. But I'm going to beat them now. It's so bright. Finn. Wow. <laughs> you really don't get it. Like, a, like I was like, try like, the monster 
is like the darkness, but also the fire, but also this like rotted out, hollowed out thing. <laughs> and like the crescent shaped thing is also the monster that he's walking into the mouth of <laughs> kind of thing. That's just monster scape. It's everywhere. Oh God. <laughs> no, not monster scape. <laughs> That's the worst type of scape. <laughs> And yeah, so um, and the reason Mikey strings all these sentences together is to highlight all the ones in the story that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like gets ends or buts, because there's always better words. Indeed. All right, I suppose that puts uh, you up there, gamer. It is. It'd be my time. I keep looking into the fire, ignoring the shadows gathering around me. So, um... I found the transition between fire and annoying didn't the way it's written. It doesn't have a break at all. So I feel like just a comma in there makes it flow a little better. So it'd be okay. I keep looking into the fire, ignoring the shadows gathering around me compared to him looking into the fire, ignoring the shadows looking around yeah. me, you know, like either way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about the job. That's not what's important now. Hell, it wasn't even important then. And there's a new paragraph that starts. It was just work, something to pay the bills while I tried to get my writing off the ground, blah, 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 blah. So me reading this, he's basically going like, so I'm not here to talk about my job, but here, let me talk about the job. Because <laughs> like the entire yeah. next paragraph yeah. is also him talking about the job. <laughs> and yes, it matters. But don't say you're going to stop talking about something and then immediately continue talking about it. It would hit better if he actually stopped talking about it then. Mm-hmm. So like put out all the information for, that you need about the job and why the job has to do with the story and then say, but I don't want to talk about it, you know, then move on. I, I think I think what he, he means by like, it, it, that's not important right now, like is, is his hatred for the job. <laughs> Maybe because because like the next the paragraph before that is like him talking about the asshole who like decided to uh, put that goddamn Ethan from a book into the curriculum. And that guy deserves to be hanged. Right. I yeah, I've got a little comment about that later. Okay, that's <laughs> so, weird. Yeah. OK, then if that's the case, you'd be like, I don't want to talk about the, the shitty aspects of the job. That's not important yeah. right now. Uh, this next one. After the first week of school, I was drained. The last thing I wanted to do was write. But that Friday, I sat at my desk at home and stared at that white screen, willing the words to appear, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. So, to me, it felt like this was leading up to something out of the norm happening, since he said, but that Friday? Is he saying, I like, mean, it it does. It just takes a little bit of time for that, for that thing to happen. <laughs> Like two or three paragraphs later, <laughs> with the uh, the shadows like uh, at the uh, at the bar. I agree. <laughs> like, yeah. but why start? You're making the reader feel like something weird is happening right then with the but. At least in my opinion, I, when I read it, I thought he was saying like, "Shit normally happens fine, but this week uh, after school." 
something weird happened and this is what happened. I sat down, started to write. Like he was starting to list the things that were, he was starting right away with the weird stuff. Yeah. You were expecting something weird to happen immediately. Like as he's starting to type like that night, not like get this, not not get this whole like diatribe of a story. Like he's not, he's, he's like, all right, this thing happened. Let me start like two or three hours before it happens. (laughs) And like, right. And I'm not saying that the, creepiness has to show up immediately just something out of the norm has to show up immediately because he's saying but that friday as in but that friday this was a different this something different happened you know yeah so the way that i would correct it is it'd be like that friday as usual i sat at my desk at home stared at the white screen blah 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 blah. because this is normal this is the normal day for him he sits there staring at the screen and nothing happens because that's his problem (laughs) Yeah, because he's got crippling writer's block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all I got for grammar. Okay. Uh, then I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts. Um, where the hell is it? Okay, there. You start with this one here. <clears throat> an interchangeable part of an interchangeable part to teach the basic mechanics of grammar, and that god awful Ethan from. The sadist who stuck that one into the curriculum deserves to be hanged. So, just I I, I hear this I, like I see this a couple of times in like movies and in like fiction and even from like some real life accounts of like the American education system and literature and stuff uh, and like American literature. It's interesting to read this as a Canadian because looking into it, I discovered like that uh, Ethan Fromm is not a person; it's yeah. a book. <laughs> That's what I um, thought too. Yeah, like I thought Ethan Frum was the asshole, <laughs> the sadist, uh, the teacher. But like then I found out it's like actually like a a, a piece of American literature um, that has to do with like a a, sm- a, a like a fictional town uh, somewhere in like New England or something. Um, That's about as far as I got as I read about it. <laughs> um, but as far as I recall. Uh, it's not one I, and it's, it's not a book. I obviously it's not a book I heard of when it like growing up and, and being taught in the Canadian education system, uh, at least in English, as far as I can tell, like, uh, I, I think we did like to kill a mockingbird, uh, and like Romeo and Ju- like some of the Shakespearean stuff, but we never, uh, and like, maybe like, I guess maybe like one of the Leacock novels because we're in Ontario, but I, yeah, like, so it, it's interesting to kind of for me like get these little like little bits from uh from their perspective because like it's a country that's so close to ours yet it has such obvious differences <laughs> to it and even the attitude that he has here with like it's like oh god having to teach these fucking kids that just don't want to be taught and having to make it like having to having to make myself like uh, ha- make it sound interesting so they'll fucking read mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's an attitude I hear and see a lot in as a trope, um, and and or I I think even something that befalls a lot of American English teachers, uh, just from what I've observed again in media and from uh, real life accounts of the of the subject. It's just like this sort of like nihilistic view of your like the, like the the system has ground these people into dust. <laughs> Uh, into, like, like, they, yeah. they start off like all peppy and stuff like that and it just grinds their soul to nothing <laughs> uh, but yeah so it's, it, again it's an inter- like just something I found very interesting like reading this it, it reminded me of like the differences between our two countries um, 
and like specifically in the education system. And I'm not saying like Canada's education system is any better. Um, though, I, from what I've heard, it's it's certainly not worse. <laughs> um, and uh, the the just the idea of like this this trope that always keeps coming up in like media and stuff of like that of like the the nihilistic or like just the 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 kicked and beaten <laughs> English teacher like mentally and emotionally. <laughs> Um, but I digress. I'm going to move on to my next thing here. <laughs> um, I loved that park. It was less park and more protected wilderness. Large swatches of untamed forest right here in the city. I broke away from the well-worn path and headed off deeper into the trees. No! The beckoning pathway is calling another person! <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's immediately what came to mind. It's like he's going to bump into like some cannibalistic... Uh, or carnivorous uh, big feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, or depending on, on what um, <laughs> oh. force is talking about, Stillwood King. I was also thinking, was like, I was like, wow, wait, did the Stillwood like? Did, is this story take place in like a in in a future time, <laughs> um, where like the city of Vicker Falls has like grown, so like they've now got like a like a Central Park sort of situation, like in Manhattan, where like the Stillwood is now like a an inner city like park. Well, that's the thing. Like, do we have a proper visual? I don't mean literal. Kind I don't of mean literal visual, but like of the scale of Vicker Falls. Because wasn't there a previous story we read at one point where they were talking about like a university? Yeah, there is like a university. I mean, like, like the, the, the thing about shit? like, well, uh, the by the museum, it's more like a historical thing. Uh, also, I think the museum was also in a different town, or was like in a, and I think so. Even like the. Uh, there is a there, supposedly there's like a university that's also like for funerary things and stuff. Um, again, this is something that like from what I I've I've seen in in the states like from my 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 seldom visits to it and such. Um, there are towns that just kind of pop up and they just like throw in like weird like bits of like infrastructure like uh, like there's the concept of like a universal a uh, university town is a thing where like a town pops up because of a university. Um, or like a large like or like there's like a bunch of like just kind of random things that the town splurges on. Hmm. Um though there is actually a uh, at least on the the I'm not sure if it's on the website but on the the cover for Icker Falls a quiet community uh, guide uh the the printed book that has a bunch of Chris Straub's like Icker Falls stories in it. The cover it has like a map of like Icker Falls like the street layout. <laughs> and what's the scale of it kind of feel like? It's pretty small. Like I would picture, like uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a town. It's not really a city. Okay. Um, hang on. Actually, I think yeah. Pull, but yeah. it could be that um, um Nair basically mis like misworded the uh, place he lives in, or this actually doesn't take place in Icker Falls at all. It's or it could take yeah, it could take place. <laughs> <laughs> it could be New York. It could also be again. It could be like in a um. And that's the thing about this about Icker Falls is because it's a fictional place that doesn't really have a lot like a like there's there's landmarks and stuff, but it's it's open to interpretation like the size and stuff like that and the size and scale yeah. and also it depends on like the time frame because like towns blo- like towns boom and, and grow and shrink uh, with the passing of decades, mm-hmm. like given like what happens and stuff in the town like so yeah and you know with all the great um, shit that happens in Icker Falls it's only gonna grow. Well, I mean, like, you say that, but, like, yeah, yeah, there was, like, there was definitely a time where it shrunk, but then there was, like, there's stories that, like, talk about, like, development companies coming in and, like, expanding sections of it. 
Um, so yeah, like there are like new suburbs that are being developed, like uh, like Elysium and stuff like that. I don't in lore. I don't know why people want to live in Ecker Falls. <laughs> It's yeah, it, it is sort of like it's just a mystery. I <laughs> that, know why part you, of the spookiness. cultists, would love to li- <laughs> live in Icker Falls, but with all the deaths and weird shit, you figure people would be like, "No, nah, bro, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it, it sometimes it, it bottles up to like, why do people live in like weird shitty towns, like anywhere in the world? Like, That's- it's usually because of circumstances, like they're fucking stuck there. Like, why does anybody live in, like, areas that have, like, major, like, murder sprees or, like, crime and stuff like that? It's because they're stuck there. I, I guess. Um, if, and then, I like, feel like it'd be different because there's literal supernatural shit happening in this town. Like, that would be more I th- incentive to get the fuck out. The problem is, though, with that is, like, yes, there's a bunch of supernatural shit. But, no, but the general public is probably unaware of that because, like, it's being kept secret by the town or like organizations within the town like so yeah I, again i i get you like why does anybody like live in these weird towns and so it's like well it's like generally like a situation like economical and financial situations i think it's actually one of the reasons why uh like a lot of analysis of haunted houses like why would anybody live in that fucking haunted house like well because they tied all their money into this house and they they're fucking stuck there they can't just leave otherwise they'll they'll be homeless <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah um <laughs> but <laughs> moving on suddenly just got into a really analytical view of like of like why does people live in haunted places <laughs> um that is for another time <laughs> we could do an entire episode i feel on like that topic <laughs> and and perhaps we should we shall see yeah uh moving on though um where the hell am i that was all about the park thing right <laughs> about yep. It started off as, like, as a joke thing with like the beckoning pathway, <laughs> but um, okay. Moving on to the next thing here. <clears throat> I stared into the hollow, a jagged, broken hole in the dead center, an empty eye socket, and I saw the shadows again. I remembered my drunken hallucination, and I felt that dread in my gut again. The shadows swirled in that hollow. They wanted to come out. They wanted to wrap around me, cover me in darkness. But the sun's light kept them at bay. I really like these shimmering shadows, like just the way they're described in the story, as they relate to Icker Falls, especially. Because the way they're 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 described in the story, like just kind of on the verge of just just on the threshold between like light and dark, or like just barely being seen by the person because and like as they're hiding and waiting to like come out and play or come out and attack him and stuff. It feels very much in line with the mood and themes of Ickerfall of the original Ickerfall stories by Chris Straub. Um specifically like uh, what kind of remind it reminds me of is the story Curious Little Thing, which is about a guy who's constantly seeing this little girl just on the precipice of his eyesight or like just in like the crevice like just as a door closes, suddenly there's a girl there's a little girl's eyeball like and like face just in the in the in the crack between in in the opening there Mm -hmm. or like and and then it gets even work worse and creepy and creepier because like suddenly that that little girl starts like stalking him like it started off like she popped up at the hotel he was staying at and now she he can't stop he can't not see her at the precipice of like openings so like even in like a drawer he'll open a drawer slightly and he'll see her her face like poking out like kind of like poking out just for like a second 
Yeah, exactly. And then he opens, he like, w- like, wicks, like, just pulls like the uh, the drawer right out, and there's nobody there. Yeah. Or like, one, I think it ends. I think that story ends with him like brushing his teeth and realizing he can see her face down his tonsil, like by his tonsils. Yeah, because he opened his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's like it's that kind of creepy vibe that you kind of get from some of the Icar Falls stories, where it's just like the per just this the supernatural presence is there but like just on the outer edge the fringes of your perception <laughs> and in regards to the visual of it the way that i saw it is honestly a lot like um like venom like the marvel venom where cause yeah. it's like shimmering shadow so it's like it's this black goo but it's shiny so it's yeah. catching light that is like reflecting and shit so that's why it has kind of like a shimmering kind of look to it a black icker, yeah. uh, some might say. Yeah, it, it might be the icker of Icker Falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also kind of get a little bit of the, uh, the 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 darkness presence from from Alan Wake, and uh, uh, even the darkness like of the Taken from uh, from Destiny <laughs> a little bit. Just like that, like whenever it's dark, there's like this weird like after effect kind of shimmer about the about like when about any of the people that are consumed or taken by the darkness. I don't remember. What the Taken looked like in Destiny. In Destiny, they kind of have like a weird like afterglow, like kind of um, like almost like oh, ghostly appearance, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a kind of after effect. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was like also envisioning, and like again, they describe it pretty well when he first encounters it when he's drunk. Is like it's almost like an oil slick, like so you're kind of seeing that weird wavery coloration mm-hmm. in the darkness. But yeah, so. Thought it was really cool, and it it, it the story does seem like in terms of the entity and the thing that's like the spookiness of the story, it plays in well with the Icker Falls vibe. Um, but moving on to the next one here, I opened my mouth to talk again, looking down at my book as I did so. My voice caught in my throat. The shadows pulsed under the pages, thin paper pages barely holding them back. I threw the book across the room, and a few students ducked as it's as it went over their heads. I left the room and didn't look back. I couldn't afford to look back because I was too busy checking the walls and corners. So this could all be supernatural or this English teacher could be suffering from some variant of nyctophobia, which is a fear of darkness. Um, and it just triggered because of the stress of like getting a new job and having to deal with this like system and th- this education system that he's dealing with and such and his writer's block and all that. Um, it does seem like he's the only one, and I say this only because like it does seem like he's the only one that's noticing the dark shimmering tendrils stalking him, <laughs> like while he's in class and stuff like that. He's the only one that's like noticing the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, also. Again, kind of in line with with Icker Falls stories, the this paranoia like behavior the character is exhibiting is very Icker Falls and even Brood Hollow, which is the sister town to Icker Falls and a webcomic by Chris Straub um, that he did after his stint with the Icker Falls stories that he wrote. Um, and it's just a, like just like this character dealing with something that is like a blend between psychological horror and supernatural horror. Um, like the character has some kind of psychological thing, uh, like a tick or um, some kind of a mannerism that kind of ties into why he's seeing supernatural shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I and again, like this idea of like him just in the class, like I could, I, I almost visualized it as like an early two thousands like 
horror movie, like one of the the ones where like the character is slowly the movie's like going on and the character is slowly seeing the dark presence like stalking him, like as he's as he's trying to live his life, and then he like finally has like a bout of freak out in public, which is in the classroom. So, uh, my next one here. Uh, speaking of his his spiral into uh, into uh, mania and such, uh, I shaved my head to remove the hair. I threw away my clothes, but there were always shadows, always there, always waiting for the light to go out so they could come out. It went on like this until I realized the solution. I would have, I would have to give myself up completely to the light. It was the only way. I built up a bonfire during the day. So I read this part, like I got to this part and read this. And I was like, so I guess this could be implied to be like a suicide note, like the, what we're reading Yeah. for this man who's suffering from some derangement. Uh, again, like Nick, like a really extreme case of nyctophobia that has gone too far. Um, and when, yeah, like when I, yeah, I got here, it actually kind of got like, I kind of got like a sense of dread, like almost like a chill down my spine when I read it. It's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, I know what's going to happen next <laughs> sort of situation. Um, though, if he, here's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like picking at this part. If he is indeed writing this in the middle of the flames, as it was kind of shown earlier, like at the very beginning of the story, <laughs> that he's like writing this no. down and he's like, while watching the flickering of the light and stuff. I, I know like, there's a space that he's in, in the center of the flames and stuff, but like that note, like if he's writing that down, like if it's on paper, it's going to burn up pretty quick. I, <laughs> Even like in the, with the intense heat and stuff. I, I don't <laughs> think he's literally writing this down while standing in the fire. Cause he's saying Fair, he like, could all- I've got to finish this. Like he hasn't done it yet. So he's sitting down next to it, writing all of this down. And then at the end, but I'm going to be them just, now. Yeah. As he walks into the flames much, yeah. and be yeah, yeah okay I, I could I could find on that uh, I just thought it would, like to be funny about it just like Not he's writing this thing that as, <laughs> how dare you game uh, just like as he's writing it on paper the fringes of the page are like burning or like crisping up mm-hmm. or like a, an alternative is like maybe he's typing this up on his phone or a tablet and posting it somewhere like on a blog or on like uh, on the he's submitting it to the Ickerfall story. Yeah. Just get like really meta about it, but if, uh, if yeah, that's my is in lore. Then maybe I don't. I mean, it is. It is kind of like it's not, but it is because it's like Icker Falls. A, it's like a um, like a, a community website page, but it's also like Chris Drobs like creepy pasta paid like sto- like website for his story surrounding Icker Falls. Yeah, so. So it, it could be, and it could not be. It's Schrodinger's Icker. It's Schrodinger's site, mm. <laughs> like in lore site. So, um, but that is all I have for Icker Falls, uh, raging against a rage against the dying of the light. So, Mikey, the E stands for evil. What do you got? All right. Well, I wanted this to be supernatural, but as you <laughs> pointed out, it's very much. Likely him just going insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it could be both. It could be and, both. <laughs> well, the shadows are neat and all, mm-hmm. but they also have their problems. Yeah. Because 
as you pointed out, there's that section with the uh, the shadows pulsing under the pages. At which point, we're assuming he's fully clothed, so why isn't the shadow attacking him under his clothes? Yeah, like, why aren't they creeping up, like, to get it? Like, why aren't they trying to, like, stop his heart or, like, pierce him or something like that while he's in, his, in that situation? I mean, if you really yeah. want to go nuts with it, why aren't they already, like, in his stomach? I'm pretty sure there's no light in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, exactly. Like they've all they the the darkness is coming from inside the body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's the the issue that I run into is that yeah, there's shadows inside you. So yeah. um, What exactly are the rules of this dark entity that is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I mean shadow is is just the absence of light and the um, the thing there is that like he gets drunk the one night and then he sees shadows under his car. Yeah. So he was drunk. <laughs> but couldn't he technically have been attacked then because it, the light at nighttime is a lot less than sunlight. Yeah, and like if he's walking home at night, like yeah, there's spot, there's uh, there's um street lights and stuff but this isn't Al- like and maybe this is like an alan wake situation where like it's sort of a predatory entity so it's like not like as soon as he goes to the light he's gone it's not like that uh that one story we did where like um robotic cat yeah the robotic cat that's in the uh in the in the bubble like the field of influence sort of situation <laughs> yeah um or just because it's slow because it said it was like slowly creeping towards them yeah um that's true or it could just be playing with his food and drive maybe it's like it's intentionally trying to drive him nuts yeah like maybe it actually does not plan on like killing him at all it's pl- it's planning on letting him kill himself like hence why the fire and stuff like that like it's actually what it wants but so you're saying that the shadows just want to be his friend and he's misinterpreting it yep this is a buddy horror it's happened <laughs> Yeah. See, it was it was just getting really handsy that one night. Mm-hmm. It got it, it like it 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 uh it got a little too excited when he was asleep. Didn't know it didn't know uh people skill. It didn't have, it doesn't have proper people skills because it's an inhuman presence of darkness. Mm-hmm. It's trying to learn. Yeah. Yeah. After that, it was slowly kind of creeping in and like slowly like kind of. Uh, meandering around in like the hidden spaces where darkness falls, you know. So, and when he threw out all of his clothes, yeah. it didn't need to get handsy anymore because it has full view of him in the nude all the time. Yeah. So this is yeah, it's a buddy horror that's really also a a, a para romantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a para romantic tragedy because <laughs> it's not like a comedy, but it's like a tragedy in that like the the monster just wants to get close to him. Um. And is like is like madly in love with him, but now, but he unfortunately because of that love, it's just driven the guy mad. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Didn't think we were gonna go there with this. No, but here we are. Yeah. Um. Also, to kind of bring something back to uh, that you were saying earlier, Mikey, uh, like with your like your, it's clearly just like this guy's suffering from some kind of derangement or some kind of mania. Um, we both have watched a movie in the in the last year, I think, 
that was very similar to that kind of situation called I think it was Wes Craven's They, where it's like dark presences lurking in the shadows, but by the end it's definitely appears to be have, have been something like, the way that the film like ends up uh like finishing it like tying everything off, it does seem to be like there's it's something more of a mundane like um psychosis. And I, I remember like us finishing that movie and kind of wishing it hadn't gone that route because it's that sort of thing where that trope happens and it happens all too often when it comes with like psychosis and stuff. It's like, oh, the person was just crazy or the person was just yeah. suffering from some kind of, of, of derangement or, or uh, mania that uh, they need to get. They, they, or they were in an asylum the entire time. Yeah, it's the equivalent <laughs> of saying it was all a dream. Exactly. And like it... it the first couple of times in, in movies, it was interesting and, and like thought provoking. But when you keep doing that in that genre, it kind of gets really stale, especially for me. Like, it's like, oh, why couldn't it have actually been a ghost or some kind of thing beyond the, the threshold of reality that this person is being attacked by? Why do we have to keep doing this like kind of lame? It was just the person was just crazy. Like, it's sort of stale at this point. Yep. And also mildly offensive, but you said this was released in 2008. Yeah. That's true. And actually and that that movie I, I just referenced they actually did it come out around that same time? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. 2002. <laughs> Wes Craven's They did come out in 2002. Hmm. I mean, again, it's nothing it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I will give Alan Wake this much, like regarding this. They do that trope, but then they're like, nah, dog, it's still supernatural. <laughs> like, they do a reverse Hamlet or they do like a reverse fake out <laughs> of oh, like, really? you think it's all, in, it's, yeah, you think it's all like in his head, like he's actually at the, uh, at the, uh, at the, uh, artist retreat, like therapist place, like dealing with all this stuff. And then it turns out that no, the therapist guy, like the artist retreat place, He's been. Tr- he's actually been trying to use. He's using the artist that he has at this retreat, like uh, uh, trying to harness the supernatural element, and then the supernatural thing like goes full war and like starts wrecking the place and stuff like that. It's like, no, nah, dog, you thought that like we were gonna fake you out. Nope, it's it's actually supernatural. It's, it's fake not just out psychological. Fake out. Now yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you liked fake out, so we got a fake out to your fake yeah. out. <laughs> like I loved that. Like that was like. Mwah! Chef's kiss of like what to do within this with this trope nowadays. That's, that's <laughs> like, a trope. You would have to fake out your fake out your fake out. It's just gonna become <laughs> it's just gonna become inception yeah. <laughs> at that point. <laughs> like what? Where does the dream end and where does the waking world start? It doesn't. Uh. But yeah. And that's the end of my episode. Wow. I, I, I want to I want to apologize again, Mikey, for like stealing your 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 spotlight. But at the same time, you're a catalyst <laughs> for discussion. <laughs> a little bit. So, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, gamer, what do you okay. got? So, um, first, uh, about the title, "Rage Against the Machine." Of, I mean, "Rage Against the the Dime," <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I actually read it as Rage Against the Machine first for some reason. 
Yeah. Also, where's the great? Something like that is? giant mechanical tiger can't. Some of that me- mechanical tiger is a lot more prevalent. Yeah, pretty much right. <laughs> um, but where's the rage in all this? Like he's he's concerned and he doesn't know what to do, but he's there's no <laughs> rage. Yeah, I think I think it's more like I don't and know. I, get I honestly the title, like I the dying yeah. of the light, as in like yeah, the shadow is trying to overtake the light and such. Maybe it's not him that's raging against it. Maybe it's the shadows that are raging against the dying of the light because, like, they're like writhing and like tr- creeping out and trying to get to him, but like the lights keeping them at bay. But the dying of the light is saying that the light is going away, so they're raging against the fact that the light's going away. But they like the light, or they, they like oh, that's the shadows, true. Rather, yeah. It it might have been used. It, it might have been chosen like as a title because like rage against the machine, like riding against like the dying of the light. Like you're you're pissed off about like the dying of the light, or it's like a little extreme, like a little bit of an extreme use of the word of the term. But like he is sort of like flustered and and agitated about like the fact that he can't find enough light to keep the shadows at yeah, bay. Agitation against the dying of the light doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> exactly. So hence why he used rage against the light. Yeah. Of the light. But I'll move on from there. Okay. So after he gets drunk and all that, he says, I walked to my car, jingling my keys. That's when I saw the shadows sitting under the car, waiting for me to get close. So as soon as I read that, I'm like, oh man, now this whole story is just going to be what's he's, what he's imagining due to the booze. And anytime they, they show up later, it's just his active imagination since he's a writer. Like that's what I thought of at that point. And basically that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, basically. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Okay, are you done? Yeah, I sorry. Like you say words. I just like I was like I, I can't. I want to counter you, but I can't. It's just <laughs> like because I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, your basic reaction, your default reaction, is to be like, "But actually," but you had no words yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's it's like that one scene from like uh uh what is it uh one of the uh the Jay and Silent Bob movies is like where Jay or, or Kevin or uh Bob goes to say something like prophetic like he always does and then he's just like I got nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, fine. Yeah. My next quote, uh, I ran, I'm not ashamed of that. Even then, so early on when so early on when they couldn't even get at me, I bolted and ran. I had to make sure I got away while there was still light. I had to get away. So like before when he saw them, like the the living shadows and all that, mm-hmm. he was already it was nighttime then when he saw them and he was fine. Yeah. Because he said I blinked because it was night at the the point with the um the bar. Because he says I blinked twice hard, try to shake what I was seeing. They were moving, creeping out from under the car, moving Slow, moving slow, trying to avoid the street lamp, street lamps and all that. So he's already been out in the middle of nowhere with this here, the darkness. yeah, like during the night. So I don't know yeah. why he's so concerned. I have the perfect explanation for this. Sure. <laughs> if you don't mind me follow, like following up, with sure, that. go ahead. So when he was drunk and going to his car and he saw, and uh, he rolled a spot check and he, and he passed the spot okay. check, saw the shimmering like shadows underneath yeah. his car, rolled the sand uh-huh. check. However, he gets a bonus because he's drunk. I see. <laughs> um, so he passed that sand check with flying colors and was like, 
you know what? I'm a little too drunk to drive. I'm just going to go walk home. And so like, that was it. Like that was the end of that trip. Like that situation. Then we cut to the next encounter, which is during the day when he's sober and he's out in the woods and stuff like that. And then he has to roll another spot check. And he still notices the tree in the hollow and stuff like that. And sees the shadow, the, the same shadow thing in the tree and stuff like that. That's when he rolls a sand check and fails hard. Like a, we're, we're talking a hundred on the percentile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get, he's taken double sand hit damage. And that's what, like, when the mania and, like, the, the psychosis starts kicking in. That's when he has to choose, like, freeze, uh, flight, or fugue? What was what, what it? Uh, fight, flight, or fugue. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Flight. Yeah. Yeah, and he chose flight. Indeed. <laughs> Always chose flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually Until the end, where he chose his fight, where he's just going to burn himself up. Is that actually fight? I guess. I, I, I would, yeah, I, I, would, I would say that's probably fight. Uh, a fight response. I suppose because he's actively trying to fight against. Unless it's a fugue response, he just like he like rolls the sand, like gets the fugue, uh, the fugue state, and he's just like standing there in the middle of the fire. Like oh, he had to God. create the fire first, so he's fighting <laughs> yeah. to create a fugue state that he can live in. Yeah, great. I'm glad we <laughs> figured this out. Yeah. That being said, uh, when he saw the shadows at the start, they were moving so slow. I, I don't know why he'd be so concerned. To the point that he had to it's, run. It's still, it's, I mean, in a panic. Like, I, I get rolling It is sand. a disconcerting, it, yeah. But yeah. D&D and, like, D20 stats aside, you know, um, I, and I get it too. He's in the middle of a forest right now. There's not exactly a lot of yeah. light. That's why he, Yeah, he's, yeah, there's canopy. Yeah. So. so that's why he yeah. wants to get out of there, but. Yeah. I just had a visualization of a snail slowly crawling and then him yelling and running away. That's what away. it felt like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, sure. Yeah, I, again, like, the story's trying to, like, amp up, like, this guy's, like, really skittish and freaking yeah. out. So. And, and I get that, yeah. although the, the snail, that's exactly what I yeah, kind of what it kind of felt like see i was actually thinking it's like it's like well what would you do if like a giant weird like shadow octopus thing started writhing out of a tree it was like like at a very slow pace it's like i would freak out and probably like run away i don't know if i'd run all the way home but i'd run away i would run away but I <laughs> if, it, if it surprised me he's he's like sure. he's running away because he's like he's running away because he is concerned about what's going to happen at night because they're able to yeah. move sort of during the day a little bit so he's making assumptions yeah. that at night they'll just cover the place in monster and you cannot move without getting screwed. Yeah. Which is weird because he's existed at nighttime for many years at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, again, like, yeah, he, I think, I think this is where it's like, he's starting to realize like, like, again, it's that ignorance is bliss sort of thing. It's like, Oh God, what have I been living with all this time? Oh God, oh God. Like he's, he's that's when like the anxiety and like the, the paranoia starts kicking mm-hmm. in. Like they've always been there his whole life. He's just actually noticing them now. So once you can see it, it can't be unseen. Looked, yeah, it's like when you look into the abyss, watch out because the abyss will look back into you. Actually, that reminds me of something an unseen thing that I wanted to show you guys a little while ago. Uh uh wait, what? <laughs> like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Wanna, Great. You wanna see this? You're allowed to say no. Sure. I'll, no, you know what? Fuck it. Let's okay. see it. This has no relation to the story. It just reminded me. Okay. Is it going to go? In, is it going in the nightmare fuel um, section? I guess it's not really nightmare fuely. It's just kind of silly. 
and I saw it. Okay. And I'm like, hey, I can't okay. unsee that now. I don't want to subject this to a bunch of random people. I'll just subject it to you two. So if they don't want to be. And then I'll leave a, dis- a link in the description sure. below. <laughs> so people can make their own judgment call for yes. that. So this. I've messaging both of you. There you go. You're welcome. Oh, pff, I've oh, seen have this you? Before. I have not yeah. seen that. I saw that yeah. recently. Like, really? Okay, that's rumored. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun. yeah, it, it's very one, funny. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those early ones. Like once you see it, you'll ship bricks. Sort mm-hmm. of memes. Yes. Yeah, that's like a really early I meme. <laughs> I'm obviously not the first one to realize it because it's on the internet. I just only realized it or yeah. saw it recently. Gamer, always on the pulse of of the current memes. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> always got his finger. Always got the finger on the pulse of. Yeah, memes. unfortunately, the pulse died like twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. He, you're just calling it now. It's like uh, he died like two, uh, twenty mm-hmm, years ago. Yep. <laughs> you're holding. You're holding the wrist of a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how I do. Yeah. But anyways. I believe I said all the words I need to say on that word, on that string of words. So I can move on. Okay. Uh, by the time I got home, I rationalized it, made the shadows a harmless fantasy, creation of a bored mind, and went to sleep more or less reassured. So him saying that is pretty much straight up quoting what I thought before was going to happen. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, great. Like again, I was sort of disappointed that it's hammering home like this is not real. Yeah, like Mikey was saying. See, at that point in the story, like whereas you guys went that route, like I was also disappointed. Like I was like, oh, I know where this is going. And then when it started like attacking him and stuff, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. The, I'm going to suspend my disbelief, <laughs> my 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 uh, sense of disbelief, and just accept the, accept the story at surface value uh, that it is actually being attacked. He's actually being attacked. <laughs> Even though the character to enjoy the story. is saying that this isn't real and I'm rationalizing it. Well, he's trying to rationalize I guess. it. Yeah. I'm going to move on. Uh, you kind of brought this up mm-hmm. earlier. The the shadows pulsing under the pages of his book that he's looking at and stuff. I, I really like yeah. the concept of a threat that can be literally any shadow, no Anywhere. matter the scale of it. Because shadows are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm staring at... I'm, like, looking at all the... Like, I'm looking at all the the posters I have on my wall with shadows just underlying them, the the darkness between my shelves, yep. the darkness in the folds of my uh, of my wrinkles on my hand. They're everywhere. Like if you want to be technical, if you got hairy arms, <laughs> just, there's just little like... shadows underneath all the hairs on your arms. Yep. Actually, would there be? I guess there would have to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, just for so sure. Small, you don't really see them. But is it like yeah. a situation where? If it's a tiny shadow like that, it can't have any effect. But once the shadow has enough, um, like mass, that it's actually a proper visible shadow, that's when it can actually strike. Yeah. Well, and again, he doesn't know because, like, he doesn't know the rules of this this entity. So he's just kind of going nuts over. Yeah, because like if you hold over fear of the unknown, effectively, (laughs) pen like above your table horizontally, it has a shadow. But the further you get away from it, yeah. eventually the shadow goes away. So there's got to be a point when there's no monster in that shadow, right? Yeah. You would hope. But there's like that window of opportunity that like you have to try and get past. So 
as I'm just slowly raising and lowering a pen on my table. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> I was doing the same thing, bro. It's it's fine. Yeah. If you were also raising a, no, no, a no, pen no. against like, your table, let us know in the comments. I'm also like now looking like at all the shadows of my room. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, there's a lot of shadows. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're scary. Like, not in, not in like a scared way. Just like, oh yeah. Oh. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of um, a game that I played called uh, Aragami, where you okay. are a ninja reborn through shadows, basically, and you can only exist in the shadows. So, like, as you're going around assassinating enemies, you have to like be in their shadow or the shadow of other things to teleport to them and stuff like that. It's nice. Cute. That also actually remind. There's another game. Um called contrast that does that kind of similar situation like where uh the character you play is a uh an invisible like a, an imaginary friend to this like this little french mm. girl and she can only uh you you only ever you see her occasionally like as a as an actual person during some of the the scenes but like for the most of the gameplay you are a shadow on the wall and you're you, and you're um having the little girl move objects to cast shadows that you can actually like hop and like platform on that's pretty cool yeah Yes, I will. Because it's like that. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, just because it, it's like sort of like that. Um, that thing that like I don't know if you guys did as kids, but like uh, on like trips and stuff of like that. Uh, when you're when you're driving down the highway or down like a road, like to go somewhere. As a child, parents, I drove all ever, the like... time. As a what? child, I drove all the time. Personally, I mean, with your parents, like like in like oh. driving, and you're in the car looking outside the side of the car like did you ever know did you ever imagine like a, a like character hopping from shadow to shadow was that a thing that you guys did i did it a lot <laughs> as a kid no nah. okay <laughs> i Fair. put my hand out the window and i mean did it, it like woo and felt the the the, the wind <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough yeah. Apparently, it's apparently it's, it is something that a lot of people did do because like uh, I, I remember seeing something on twitter the other a couple of a, a while ago um, about like commenting about that, and I was like, "Oh my god, somebody else does that, <laughs> or somebody else did that as a kid." For sure, kids do but, lots of things. But I will move on from there. Yes. Uh, to him having his um light safe rooms in his house and such, just like how there's lights everywhere, and he's like become a shut in and only going out during the day, and in generally, um. Trying to find a, a nice word, concerned about everything, just to the the nth degree. Does he not have any yeah. friends or family? Shouldn't someone be concerned about him? Like asking them to have, get therapy or something? Uh, clearly not. <laughs> he was just like a drifter that walked into town. And was like, hey, you want to be a teacher? He's like, fine. <laughs> and then he's a teacher. <laughs> or, or fine. Week uh, the first week, it's like. Oh, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to be a teacher. It's got to be fun. <laughs> End of the first yeah. day, or or like, <laughs> yeah. or it's like one of those situations where like, um, all of his like he doesn't have any friends in the area, and all of his family are like states like several states over. So like they can't they they they're not within pretty de- uh, within a pretty de- uh, yeah, well, they're not within like easy driving distance to do a wellness check on him. I suppose. I just, I feel like someone should be 
there should be some other characters in this is what I'm trying to say. Okay. And that's all about that's about all I got for notes. All right. So on to final thoughts then. So as I've said, I really liked the mood and themes of this one. Uh, the entity is interesting um, and, and very kind of familiar or meshes very well with the other tropes and mood and atmosphere that Iker Falls stories tend to try and bring out, uh, especially like the original ones. So I'm still going to recommend this one. Mikey, these stands for evil. So as I said, the, the shadow concept is neat but i wanted more like uh i wanted him to vomit shadows and or have shadows clawing at his eyelids oh god (laughs) (laughs) pick it up a notch (laughs) yeah because as soon as you close your eye you have a shadow on your eye. <laughs> I mean, technically, the inside of your eye is always shadow because there's like a hole in the front of your eye. The light doesn't get directly in the eye, like in through the pupil. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So the like Colts uh, was saying, the trope of it being all in his mind and whatnot sort of ruined it. For me, so I'm still at a partial recommendation because the shadow concept is neat. I just wanted to go further and not just fall back on oh the guy was insane. Mm-hmm. Fair. And then gamer, yeah, I'm kind of the same here because um, the concept was good. The shadows are a threat because they're everywhere. You know that's good. But my problem with the story is how he's like I said with my last note. My problem with the story is how he seems to kind of live in his own bubble. No one seems to interact with him. It kind of feels like a story to get a point across, and that's good, but it does that. But the realism in the immersion kind of t- hits along the way because of that. Like, maybe it's Fair. just because yeah. these are the mad ramblings of Nair, and that's why it's not including the people around him that are trying to help him, because he's just writing down what mm-hmm. he's writing down. Like, I guess that's fine. It's an unreliable yeah. narrator, basically, right? Um, yeah, it's like what we're not seeing is like the several like letters he's gotten from like his mom or his his, his cousins or, or brother or whatever, saying it's like, "Hey man, what's going on?" Or like the unanswered phone calls on the uh, on the message machine from like loved ones or friends, and even like the like the school counselor or something like that, like or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Mackey. Yeah, you would definitely. Yeah, be talking to him. Be like, "Are you um crying?" You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta, uh, you need to go see some help about them, them shows, okay? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the setup and the rationalizing for the monster I didn't personally care for, uh, because it's mm-hmm. setting up, setting it up is as a drunken vision for a stressed, creative individual. Than having the character himself make the assumption that I did from the get go, that he's just imagining it. It kind of broke any level of actual fear of there being any literal shadows from another world that are breaking through to get him. However, I don't think that's really the point. Because if you view this wanting supernatural as I did, or rather that's like the default I go in with is I'm assuming that something's going to be supernatural and weird because that's my default. 
uh, you're going to be disappointed if you're assuming and wanting that. I just imagine, like, um, or rather, sorry, I kind of mixed through my notes here. You're going to be disappointed if you're wanting Supernatural. Because him assuming it, that it's not, breaks any fear and all that, blah, 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 blah. Um, but if you view it as literally a mundane story that's going on through the eyes of just someone who's going nuts for purposes or reasons that don't necessarily even have anything to do with Ecker Falls, then you might like it because like real life horror in many ways can be a lot more horrifying than supernatural horror because it could actually happen. Yeah. Yeah, human horror is just as is is sometimes even more terrifying than like any kind of supernatural like boogeyman or something. Mm. And again, like there doesn't even have to be a reason for why this suddenly happened to him. He could literally have just like it could have just his brain could have just triggered something on its own, and suddenly he had this happen. Like or it could have just like even like the the amount of stress that he got from that first week of teaching English class and stuff like that that could have sparked his sparked this um this issue with his uh, with his mind mm. like it, there often doesn't need to unfortunately and and tragically there doesn't need to be much of a reason for how things like this kind of stuff happens to people it just does I'm not gonna lie though i um, thought that um hmm. the whole reason of him being a, a writer that doesn't have any that has a writer's block and everything and then this shit happens i really thought he was going to be making a horror story in fiction based on what he's seeing it's just eventually it gets to him and kills him or whatever so alan yeah, wake that's what i thought they were gonna go with <laughs> but they kind of set up the writer's yeah. block and didn't do anything with it yeah hang on a second i now have to double check when did alan wake first come out <laughs> you're really fact checking this one hey ken 2010 okay so this is actually like two years before alan wake yeah, so alan out. wake is this actually <laughs> yes Clearly, raging against the dark, the raging against the dying of the light was uh, actually the. We found the author, guys. It was uh, a second. It was in fact. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Damn it! Hang on. Admin. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Uh, it was Sam Lake. We got it. It was actually Sam Lake, the uh, the the writer for there Alan Wake. <laughs> No, uh, for that was a joke. <laughs> no one at me at that. It's like actually that's mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, please don't. <laughs> to that point, does this story really have to be in Icker Falls? Like it could happen anywhere in any like universe because it's just he snapped and he saw this shit and that's what happened. Whether mm-hmm. him snapping meant that he's able to see beyond the veil and he's able to see all the weird shit going on in Icker Falls, maybe. But it's really just him imagining all of this. So it, I don't even know if it's Nick Falls' story, honestly. Yet again, we have two very contrasting things where I think it fits perfectly in Nick Falls, and you're like, no, it doesn't really. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck that's, you. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I'll still give it a partial recommendation because yeah. I like the concept of a shadow monster that can be literally anywhere, but the immersion for it being a shadow monster is ruined by the story itself and the monster being easily assumed and all that uh, of what it is him going mad living in a bubble with no one trying to help also broke the immersion of him 
being a troubled individual because literally no one's trying to help him, at least based on what we see, because unreliable narrator. Yeah. Long story short, it's still partial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got that. We did it. <laughs> Should I yeah. put these sort of things just in uh, notes? Um, I mean, it is helpful to kind of like get your like why you why you're doing like a like why your your final recommendation was. Yeah, the way it I was. just find that my final recommendations like, so it, are always yeah. like as long as both of yours combined, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I've I have I have actually since uh, I will say this much I have since uh, for a while like looked like when I I'll jot down notes and I'm like like that I think are gonna be final thoughts like you know what I'm just gonna put that into my actual thoughts and then just like do like kind of a more summarized version for the final thoughts. Yeah, that's what I was starting to do when like, I was writing all this down. I'm like, should I move it? It's like, I'm already doing this. <laughs> it may be. I mean, like, cause like, again, I realized like I was like, I would, I would, uh, for some of my earlier final thoughts stuff, I would quote the ending and then like go into like a diatribe about it. And I think I've got called out a couple of times by it, uh, from, from you guys saying that like, that's more of an actual thought than a final thought. <laughs> oh, because it's directly quoting but, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I've like since reevaluated. Like it's like, well, what what qualifies as a, as a final thought? For me, the final thought is like a summary of why I am still going to recommend it or not mm-hmm. recommend it. And as as wordy After as mine is, I feel like it yeah. also it does uh, get that across. Like why the parts I like, the parts I don't like, and why my thought hasn't changed. Basically, yeah. And and I agree. Like it is interesting to see because like mine was pretty straightforward. Like. I feel like reading the story, it does connect with the Ickerfall's like mood and, and atmosphere and stuff like that. So that's why I, I really enjoyed it. But you had a much more uh, dyna- a much more contrasting view on that, and like you're saying, you're basically giving your piece about that mm. situation. So like I, I I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. If that's it, then um. That will be this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. You can also send us emails. No, you can also send us uh, messages on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is very long. Yeah. And I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. We can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldenke Rick Mortis, the dankiest occult uh, creepypastas. Nailed it. That's a, oh, we already had our 420 episode. Damn it. <laughs> um, Look up Aldente Rigamortis on Patreon and select the packet tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To all of our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the darkness that's slowly trying to get at us from every shadow in my room. (laughs) Uh, And... If you didn't write these stories and submit them to the Acre Falls website or to creepos.wiki or wherever online to for people to read and enjoy and get spooked by, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. Mikey, these stand for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. 
sleep well. 